Three, two, one. I'm Dr. Orion Taraban, and this is Psychacks Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is how to create more meaning in your life. So this is something that I get asked with some degree of frequency in my consultations and in my private practice. Paradoxically, this question often comes from very successful individuals. That is, people who have already made a great deal of money, achieved some measure of status or significance, and established a family with children. Externally, looking at their lifestyles, they have achieved everything that society has told them it's worthwhile to achieve. The issue is that, on some level, they still feel unfulfilled. And this kind of makes sense. Once all of a person's material conditions have been taken care of, the issue of life's meaning becomes much more salient. For better or worse, it's much more difficult to focus on these concerns when you're just struggling to get by. When people are living month to month, they are more concerned about survival and escaping misery than, say, about questions of existential meaning. These are questions that are universal to humanity, but that are also somewhat privileged. And that's why they often come up in the context of folks who have more successful lives. Today, I'm going to share with you my recipe for creating meaning in life. There's this question that many self-help gurus ask their clients. The question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? And it's a good question because it allows people to see the extent to which fear is holding them back from pursuing the life they really want to live. Because most people are afraid of pain and failure, this question helps to clarify for the clients their true desires untainted by self-limiting beliefs. So it's a useful question. However, there is another really important complementary question to ask that, as far as I know, none of these gurus do. But it's a question that I routinely ask my patients. And the question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't succeed? Now, on the surface, this sounds like a ridiculous question. You might respond, Orion, if I knew I couldn't succeed, like if there was a 0% chance of achieving the desired outcome, why would I bother trying? And that is an understandable response. A lot of things, if you knew that you could not get what you were striving for, would you and should you give up their pursuit? Absolutely. But here's the thing. There are things in life worth doing even if we don't wholly succeed in attaining them. In the world, some mountains are worth dying on, even if you don't reach the summit. And this is actually wonderful news, as the highest goals to which humanity can aim probably won't be achieved in your or my lifetime. If we couldn't climb a little higher and have that effort matter, if all hills had to be summited in our little lifetimes, then everything would be reduced to the level of personal achievement, which is exactly where a lot of successful people find themselves. The answer to the question, what would you do, what would you still do if you knew you couldn't succeed, will reveal to you the most significant opportunities to develop meaning in your life. If you think about it, it's actually hard to transform an achievement into something more meaningful. That's because achievement is an external reward, like money or sex or status or fame. 
These things are compensations for successful effort. And because they exist, there is no reason for your mind to produce internal compensations. It's like, how are you going to focus if you're popping Adderall all the time? But if we remove all of those external compensations, if we take away all the money and the sex and the status and the fame, if we even take away the self-satisfaction of virtue or the possibility of transcendent glory, then the mind will begin to generate a compensation for itself. And that compensation is meaning. Now, before I go any further, if you're liking what you're hearing, please consider sending this episode to someone who might benefit from its message because it's word of mouth referrals like this that really help to make the channel grow. You can also hit the super thanks button. It's the three little dots in the lower right-hand corner and tip me in proportion to the value you feel you've received from this message because it's your donations that make all of this happen. Couldn't do it without you. And I really appreciate your support. Now, meaning is a way for the mind to resolve cognitive dissonance. Your mind will think, why the hell are we doing this? We're not getting anything out of it, but we're doing it anyway. Or, what the heck? It looks like someone else is benefiting from our efforts. What's in it for us? And one of the ways that the mind will comfort itself is by deciding, oh, this must be a meaningful, important thing to do. That's why we're doing it. Do you understand? Now, there is a trap here. And the trap is thinking that all effort devoid of compensation is inherently meaningful. It isn't. So not getting any obvious reward does not necessarily mean that you're helping others or pursuing meaningful action. However, your mind, in its efforts to reduce its dissonance, might make you think that you are. Your mind will like naturally produce this justification in the absence of external compensation. So you will have to watch out for that. And you can avoid this trap by considering, well, is anyone else benefiting from this effort? Action that is neither rewarded nor benefits others is wasteful at best and miserable at worst. And this is why a lot of the activity that folks find meaningful has to do with serving others in some capacity, whether it's their own children or the people in their community or humanity as a whole. However, it's probably fair to say that irrespective of the intended beneficiary, the more that you personally benefit from your action, the less meaningful that action becomes. And that's because those personal rewards, like weeds, kind of choke out the space in which meaningfulness, which is a more slow-growing tree, would otherwise sprout. Do you get what I'm saying? Some fights are worth fighting even if we personally can't win. And that's because some fights are really wars that must be fought over generations, perhaps even eternally. The victory may not be for us to enjoy. However, we can choose to, you know, move the standard a little further down the field and unite with a movement that as something larger than us is transcendent by nature. Fighting for a victory that you won't be able to enjoy negates the egoic contribution to the effort and creates the opportunity for something to matter more than your little personal achievement. This is how meaning is born. In short, you will increase the likelihood of cultivating meaning in your life to the extent that you succeed in finding things that are worth doing even without the compensations of success. That's where you need to look. And 
That shouldn't be too tall of an order, especially for those successful folks out there. Don't you already have enough success? Why not sacrifice the possibility of superfluous reward in order to achieve something that, to you in particular, is far more valuable? This, of course, is the last place that many successful people think to look, since they've trained themselves to look for opportunities for achievement, and that's, of course, why it's precisely here where it is to be found. What do you think? Does this fit with your own experience? Let me know in the comments below. And if you've gotten this far, you might as well like this episode and subscribe to this channel. You may also consider becoming a channel member with perks like priority review of comments or booking a paid consultation. As usual, thank you for listening.